This is part two of our religious conversation when it comes to gays in the church. Is it a cash cow or institutional game changer? I'm going to talk about that with Brother Speak Podcast in just a second. See you soon. Okay, thank you for so much. This is Brothers Speak Podcast coming at you talking about black LGBT issues and topics. And I'm with the co-host. Ricky. And also Chris. And, right, as, <laughs> That's your first words on the podcast? That's your first words. Oh, oh my God. Praise the Lord, saints. Oh my, uh, as you hear, uh, we have a guest today. Uh, which actually is very relevant to our uh, very relevant to the topic of the day. Uh, will you please uh, tell me your name as well as also who are you so our listeners can be able to know? Well, my name is Eric E. The E stands for extra gay. <laughs> <laughs> but my name is Eric. I live here in South Florida. Um, I am the loving partner of four and a half years to Nick Knack, Nikki Black. AKA whatever yeah all of that. Um and it's just so good to be here on your on your radio show on today. Thank you so much. It's a podcast. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> it is the same thing. Yes, it is the same thing. Uh, you know, one of the things that we normally do right now, one of our partners is running late, oh, it's our co-host Darnell, so he'll be coming up very soon. Uh, what we're doing right now, the topic of today, the topic of today is pertaining to religion, <laughs> black gay men as well within the church. Right. We want to know whether or not black gay men are more so considered to be the cash cow yeah. of the institution. Mm-hmm. Are they to be seen and not heard within the institution? Uh, there's a lot of things that really correspond and a lot, of things, a lot of research we actually did that kind of want to bring this conversation to the forefront. So particularly black and gay. Okay. What is your role within the church that you attend? I serve as minister of music of one of the local churches here in Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. Now, within that role, when it comes to you in particular, first off, how does your church, has your church always welcomed you? Have they been very, and other people who are within, who are black and gay, who are male, as well as also female within their churches, how do you feel that they are received within the church? Well, well, I'm going to say this. The black church has ostracized and criticized the black homosexuality community for years. And it's gotten to the point now that you will, you will it's okay for us to lead your choirs. It's okay mm-hmm. for us to be in your choir stands. It's even okay for us to tie 10%, sometimes even plus, to your, to your church. But to say... But to welcome us, you know, with open arms, you know, because as at the end of the day, Jesus never turned people away. Jesus never turned people away. I never, you know, and and I'm not with that whole cliche, love the sinner, hate the sin, because then that's just a different subject. But in the the history of the black church, the black church have been a plantation when it comes to this subject. It has become a plantation. And it's it's a taboo subject that we do not yeah. talk about. Yes, it is. Yes. We do not talk about homosexuality in the church. Um, we it's like hushed. And I've gone to the point in my life where I'm not going to hide anymore who I am. I don't care who I because at the end of the day, nobody they don't pay my bills. True. You know the the church. I yeah I play for the church, but that is not my source of income. God blessed me with a good a good. Nine to five job, okay? <laughs> a good nine to five job with benefits. So therefore, I'm not in that category that um, that has to hide myself. And you see it now, even in the reality TV show um, Greenleaf. Greenleaf has that has it started? Yes. Uh, so when, how long has it been out? It's I've been up for a month. It. Okay, so it's I'm been out for you. Need to go and catch up on it. Wait, hold on. I don't know Greenleaf. You never, oh, you never, you, you never seen to, the, you never you heard of the show Greenleaf. No, no. What, what, what is Greenleaf? It's got uh, what's her name? The lady from uh, the um, Martin. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, um. um Yo, if you're listening out there, what is the woman name that plays <laughs> on Greenleaf? It's not live. <laughs> I'm live though. No, he's live. Okay, all right. Can ask questions. Wait, wh- Please, um, what is a lady named Bumble? A, um, she's a, a thin really? line between love and yes. hate. Um, huh, huh. You know yeah. who I'm talking about? Yes, yes. The evil girl. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so there's a character in there. The, there's this gay dude who's married to the preacher's daughter. Yes, honey. He's gay. and he's The, the dark skin? The, the heavy set one. He's married to her. And he's gay. Oh. And she doesn't know it. 
I don't know how. But I, mean, I call that tea. But, but, <laughs> but they see what they want to see. And she obviously sees something that she wants to see. Lynn Whitfield. Yes. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Ricky. Kenyatta. Thank you. So getting back to the subject of the black church, I don't want, we're not here to talk about Greenleaf. But getting back to the subject of homosexuality in the black church, the thing that I dealt with for many years is just not, be, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a tough subject. Because of where I was raised. I was raised in Manatee County. And and I love my county, Bradenton, Florida, with all my heart. But they're in a different age. Yeah. Okay. They're not caught up yeah. um, when it comes to homosexuality. But I thank God that I have a family, like my grandmother. My family, my cousins, I see my, my auntie Faye on. My family has supported me awesome. through awesome. this. Yeah. And they tell me to be me. Yeah. Yes. Be me. Be the loud mouth, sassy talking <laughs> person that you've been for years. Be you. And that has helped me. I don't have one of those horror stories, yeah. you know, with family. But my horror story came from the church. Wow. My horror story was not my family, but it came from the church. There was a church here when I first got here to, to um, Fort Lauderdale. I became a minister of music of a prominent Baptist church. We would not say names because of legal reasons. Yes. We, they, they found out that I was gay. They found out that I had a partner. At that time, me and Nick were together for, I believe, maybe a year. And he used to come to the church. And they fired me. They called me in, and he asked, was I gay? And my response, because if you know me, you know I had a response for him, honey. <laughs> and my response to him was, you take taxes out of my check, therefore you're an employer. And the Florida statute states that you cannot question who's in my bed. Now let's ask the question, who's in your bed after your wife died? Uh, that's what you, you said? You said that? How much you want to bet? What was his response? Uh, you're fired? <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump me, honey. <laughs> wow. But you know, but in, 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 it's in that experience my, my, my dad is on. It's in that experience that I met Elder, um, my dad, um, Reverend Rollins, introduced me to Pastor Keisha and Pastor Dallas, who are the pastors of Love, Fountain of Love, which is a welcoming church, and they're partners. They're, they're partners. Nice. Wow. Yeah. And, and um, they, they opened me with welcome arms. So moving along, the church that I'm currently at, um, welcome me actually the pastor the pastor welcomed me with open arms nice. he, he I'll never forget when I had my birthday party last year he came um, he bought a cake um, he sat with my partner he prayed and laid he laid hands over me and my partner and and wow. it's a Baptist pastor wow. in South Florida wow and and that is very rare oh, yeah it's, it's, it's very rare and the, the but begin to back to it Long ago, I had a calling on my life. Long ago, I, I had a calling on my life to not only, you know, minister through music, but to preach the gospel. And that was going back to the church that fired me. So I never forget that Sunday, my first Sunday there, he, he said, I want you to preach. He said, I see that the calling is on your life. And I'm going to, that's going to be your trial sermon. And I want, I'm going to license you. Nevertheless, I never got my license to preach. But it didn't stop me. It didn't stop me. It, 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 didn't, it, it didn't stop me. And like my dad said, the black church needs to grow up. Yes, absolutely. And it's gotten to the point now that I've been praying and I've, I've been meditating with God over the past two months of moving my, my denomination. Everybody knows me, knows I am Baptist till I die. I am a child. I'm that Baptist. Did you say HR? I no, I said HR, not Ray Charles boy. But I'm that Baptist. But I God has been dealing with me. Why should I continue to support financially, spiritually, mentally, physically a institution, a place that doesn't accept me? You know what? It's very important that it's, it's, one of the things that we actually do also on Brother Few Podcast, we actually bring out some research also. And what is kind of correlates to what exactly yeah. what you're saying, this particular article called Gays in the Village, uh, the new black magazine, and actually talks about a couple of things. We're just going to read a couple of first things. The first thing we realize is that many of the people running the churches are themselves gay. And not talking about the choir members, the organists, and the music directors. I'm talking about the ushers, the deacons, the and, the, and the pastors themselves. <laughs> 
Thus, it was noticeable last weekend when the, this is actually some time ago, when the prominent African-American pastor in Colorado came out of closet, the Reverend Benjamin Reynolds preached his last sermon. <laughs> At Emmanuel, and this is some time ago, uh, Emmanuel Missionary Baptist uh, Church on Sunday. Now, the thing about it is, he's also been a longtime advocate of the gay and lesbian rights. But it is unthinkable. The pastor and the, the pastor, the church and the pastor, have different view as far as homosexuality goes. One official of the 500-member congregation mm-hmm. said. So, apparently... When it came down to a paradox, uh, mm-hmm. apparently this particular paradox is also talking about the black church is a paradox. On one hand, it's the most homophobic institution in the black community. On the other hand, it's the most homotolerant institution in the black community. To a certain extent. The only time the church is homotolerant it is when it's bringing wealth or fame to the church. Exactly. Majority of your quiet, and I know I'm going to get some lash for this. But I don't care. Truth is truth. As you see, I am wearing James Cleveland, my, my shirt. Everybody know I love James Cleveland to death. That man was anointed by God. But let's be real. James Cleveland was gay. And that's hush hush. You know, we, we, we want to bash homosexualities. But let me, homosexuals, but if you take out all the music that we wrote, y'all won't be singing nothing on Sunday. That's true. And honestly, the, the, it, that's what it talks about. It was talking about the number of people who are gay within the church. If they all came out, there really wouldn't be no homosexually bad they're, they're talk. Not, they're not going to let the, the gay community leave. Exactly. Because, no, because we bring money. Yeah. Let me tell you. The, the pianists, the, the, the choir directors, even those that are in the choir, um, they're, a lot of them are gay. Yes. And we're and we're tithe payers too. Exactly. Now, uh, now, that, now, see, that's the thing. When it comes down to the, the wealth, I completely agree with you. Now, we're only really going to find out in terms of how much wealth we truly bring. That becomes a question. If you really come to the number of recording artists, the number of choirs, the number of people when it comes to guests when they go to churches, when it comes to uh, is so many other things that actually add to that. Oh, uh, so we got feedback coming in. Uh, now, oh now <laughs> we'll see. Also. Um, one of the things that this article also points to the fact, like the, the fact that when it, when you look at the pastor, the homotolerance is clear uh, when you realize gays and lesbians in the church. Many of the church, however, stopped running if the gay, lesbian, bisexual community members dropped out. That's why nobody ever asked them to leave. But instead, they beat them down with strong, you know, oppressing uh, type of preaching, uh, sermons, etc. The black church has a don't ask, don't tell policy. Do you Just like the army. Do you agree with that? I do. Because if, if they would have never found out that I was gay, I'll probably still be playing for that church. Really? I really believe that. I have gone to the point in my life that I can no longer hide who I am. I cannot no longer be ashamed. Because this is the thing. The Bible says before... I was born. When I was in my mother's womb, he knew me. God is a God of all knowing. So if God is a God of all knowing, and this is supposed to be such an abomination, why would God then create me? Because God created me in his image. God created all of us in his image. And we need to stop that cliche, let's love the sinner. No, let's love the sinner, but hate the sin. We Stop that. Stop! Stop that! Because we're killing ourselves. We're kill. We're kill. We are enslaved mentality. We are enslaved mentality when it comes to the church in that subject. Yes, we are in a slave mentality. And in the black church, it's okay. It's okay for you to. It's okay for a preacher to go around Jamal Bryant to have children out of wedlock. But it, it doesn't. It's nothing said. It's okay for a pastor to embezzle money. It's okay for you to be a liar, a cheater. A homemonger, but God, don't be black and gay in the church. That is the like you can be anything. You can be anything you want. You can come and rob the church. Look, Henry Linus, National Baptist President, USA of uh, National Baptist USA. I believe in 1999, he was convicted and went to jail for racketeering, stole millions of dollars from the convention. But Lord, Lord, he can do that. Just don't be gay in the church. No. See, now, some parents, <laughs> uh, some people actually say that we would rather have our sons and daughters go to jail. We'll have a celebration when they come out. But God forbid if they, if they gay. are gay, yeah. then they pretty much are not given the same help and respect. But your family is different. Yeah, my family is different. My family, 
My family, if they're listening, I love you all to death. My family has supported me, supported my ministry from from and they're the ones who saw the calling in me when I didn't even see it in myself. So your family is the religion is runs deep in your Yes, family. my grandmother's so, a minister of music. The yeah. um I mean we have preachers in our family. My great grandfather so was the, and they all accept. Yes. And that's a beautiful thing because when you really look at it, a lot of the black families who even if their families are not in church, they don't get that support. So I mean that's a blessing within itself for you to be able to get that that kind of a um, support from your family. Now, see, also I have a question too because when it comes down to, I think it's also based on generational. Yeah. When it comes to generation, I know previous generations were the previous generation after the next generation becomes a little bit more accepting. Yeah. So. First, I don't really know exactly whether you're a millennial or whether you're Generation X. What, what I, you, I don't know what, it, what that is, babe. A, a millennial? <laughs> um, okay. What, what year were you born? What year are you? I mean, <laughs> I've been lying about that. my age for years. <laughs> I am not about to tell y'all my age. <laughs> not publicly, honey. Even when I die, it will say Ed Erickson was born November the 29th, 19 question mark, question mark. <laughs> okay. So, me being a Generation X, uh, born in 76, um, I, can, uh, I, I, I can honestly say that, you know, I think times are definitely changing, especially within uh, Generation X. Now, when you come to Millennials, do you find, are you seeing that a lot more parents are becoming a lot more accepting? Yes. Yes. Okay. I am seeing it, seeing it now. And it's so funny. I don't know if she's watching Miss Ann. I met Miss Ann. Um, I was wearing, I was at me, um, not Lorenzo, me and Marvin and one of my other friends, um, Jay from karaoke. Um, we were having a meeting at Chili's and I had my shirt on that says God is love with the heart, with the O and the O with the heart, with the rainbow colors. Oh, okay. And she stopped me and she was asking about it. She has four children Wow. and all of her children are gay. What? How is that so? There must be a gene. And when I say she loves her children, and when she loves her children, and and it was her love is powerful for her children. Her her love is powerful for her children. So you're seeing it now, like with my mom. My mom was like, when I told her, she was like, "You tell me something." We already knew. (laughs) My grandma was like, I never forget. I brought a boy home, and my grandma was like, "What's your? You got some pretty eyes. What's your intentions with my grandson?" Whoa! My grandmother said, um, what she said, she said, you're like the granddaughter I would never have. <laughs> now that's kind of sweet. When I say I love my grandma, yeah. like I told you, I was, I talked to my, I talked to my grandma like she's my best friend. My grandmother is my best friend. Oh, and you so know, sad. she, and she, cause we share ministry cause she's a, she's a minister of music and like that is my girl. That is my my grandma, yeah. honey. <laughs> I, if anybody is 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 in there listening from Manatee County, just know. Uh, no, no, trust me. I believe. I truly believe that. Because actually, I, don't get me wrong. I was actually talking to my grandmother yesterday as well. Um, and you know, definitely, you know, we were growing up. We were definitely best friends. You just had this relationship, especially being being the firstborn within my family. You had to get up again. Really? He gave me some chocolate. I used to- <laughs> I'm hungry. After, y'all, I'm, I'm hungry up here. We served this man some They water gave me some water and, and chocolates. chocolates. Listen, you know. What the hell? But you had to tell him where you thought you were coming at first. Which I thought thing. I was coming to eat. He asked for some chicken. I so thought I was going to have chicken. He thought you had some chicken. So he has I said podcast. I didn't say Popeyes. You should have said, I thought he said potluck. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's it, um, someone said, um, um, the Bible says that the truth shall set you free. It also says that worship that we must worship um, in spirit and in truth. But there was another. Someone also said this, which was very powerful. Hold on, let me go back to it. Um, and by the way, he's live on Facebook. Yeah, he's live so on Facebook, knows. so he's able to you know stream everyone. And we do appreciate everyone actually taking the time to listen as well. We have we, well, we did have thirty views. Now we have twenty three. He, he said, my, my dad said, um, we can't bring value if they don't, don't know our worth. Ooh, that's we cannot, very You cannot very bring value if they don't know your worth. And that was a thing. I, I, I belittled myself and belittled my ministry mm-hmm. uh, because I, at the time, didn't know my value. Because I was taught that you're going to hell for being gay. 
But it was when I became to know God for myself. Just because I've been in the church for years, recently, I would say in the past six, five years, five years, I recently just had an experience with God and would say that I'm truly saved. You know, yeah, I've been in the church for over 20 years. I've been, I've been in ministry for 15 years, minister of music. But recently, in the past five years, I, I, I saved. Because I, I, I came into knowing of who God was for me. And the Bible says, he says, I sent my son to die. And he says, whomsoever shall confess with their mouth and shall believe in me that I am that I am, thou shalt be saved. He said, whomsoever. He didn't say whomsoever comma that was straight, whomsoever comma that was black, whomsoever comma that was white, whomsoever comma that was holier than thou. But he said, whomsoever shall call on me shall be saved. And I have to remember that. I thank God for I am a part of the whomsoever. I'm the whomsoever. I'm the whomsoever black gay, honey. I am whomsoever. I called on the Lord. I'll never forget where I was. I was in my dorm room at Florida Memorial University, and I called on the Lord. And I know that God heard my cry, mm -hmm. and I heard my plea because for years I suffered, and, and, and I was like Paul. Paul said he's hold on. Paul said that he had a thorn in his flesh. And he cried to the Lord. He said, Lord, remove this thorn from me. And he and, and God replied, He says, I take pleasure in your infirmities. Because he says, when you when when you're down and out, you call on me and I get the glory out of it. I get the glory. So in order for me to get the glory out of this, I have to give you something that's gonna have a mark on you. So I'm not gonna take that away from you. Because I thought that what I did was doing was wrong. I thought that what what was inside of me was I was going straight to hell because that's what I was taught. I was taught that you, you're gay, you're going to hell. Yeah. But they yeah, contradict yeah. themselves because the Bible says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world. God so loved the world. He didn't say for God so loved the straight people. True. But he said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whomsoever. So, so I had to come into that realization. And I just hope whomever out there is listening, if you're struggling with that, well, podcast, Facebook, Radio Land, whatever. If you're suffering with that, if you're suffering with that, I, I'm telling you now, I am praying right now and touching and agreeing with you. We're touching and agreeing with you right now that you don't let the spirit of church folk, church folk, sit, have your mind thinking that something is wrong with you. Now, see here, speaking of church folk, what we actually found out is that specifically within the church, the biggest rally, I guess you should say, or the biggest division currently right now within the church is dealing with same-sex marriage. And when it comes down to same-sex marriage, there's a lot of different views on this. So let me just give you a particular article that was written in the Christian Post, uh, which is actually a Christian Post contributor. Black church group of 34,000 churches from 15 different denominations splits from the PCUSA over gay marriage. Now, there, now this is where I want to also kind of explore the difference between white and gay and black and gay church. That now, urging uh, Presbyterian Church USA to, quote unquote, repent and be restored to the fellowship. And this is the said by the National Church, the National Black Church Initiative, which represents 34,000 churches from 15 different denominations, has declared it has severed ties with the pedestrian church USA after it amended its constitution, changing their definition of marriage to include same-sex couples. Now, the National Black Church uh, is intuitive. Uh, and his membership based simply our standing of the word of God within the mind of Christ. We urge our brothers and sisters of the PCUSA to repent and to be restored to fellowship. This is by the president, Reverend Anthony Evans, according to Charisma News. Now, all they simply did was just simply change their constitution. What they actually found was a lot of the, some of the, some of the churches were actually performing same-sex marriages. And because they were performing these marriages, it started to cause a little bit of a conflict. It, 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 uh, it's, it's controversy all around. That's why I say, say, well, how can people sit, you know, in a place and give money to a place of people that don't welcome you? And they, 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 they speak about it daily that they, they, why would you 
be under that type of condition. And I even remember, I'm going to go back to that. I'll never forget when the when the shooting happened in Orlando. Yes. Shane, who was a praise and worship leader, um, the church refused to have it would refuse to have his funeral there. No. And then also, there's a church in Tampa, in whom I would not speak the name of, but Papa, Daddy, uh, Reverend Rollins, you already know what church I'm talking about, a Baptist church in Tampa. One of our good friends, he was married, and it was a member of the church, a tithe-paying member. He was born in that church, baptized in that church. They, When the pastor found out that he had a partner, it was the day before the funeral, they told them, you cannot have the funeral there. Lock the church doors. They had to go to the funeral home and have his funeral there. So my thing is, my thing is this. It, it goes beyond that. Now we're going beyond. Now we're just going to hatred because we preach about love and we say that God was, Jesus was love. Jesus preached love. But is that something that Jesus would do? Would turn people away? So you're telling me this. You will have a drug dealer funeral at your at your church. Because all these people who begin shot up in the streets, they take them to your church and half of these pastors be happy to have them there because they it brings publicity to their church because the news people and media be there. You be bigger for a drug dealer or somebody who gets shot and killed somewhere who didn't go to church a day in their life to bring them forth in your church and you preach them to heaven, honey. But let one of your members who are gay and active in your church and you you tell them you can't have your funeral here because of your lifestyle. Isn't that contradicting? So the church contradicts itself. So that's why I was telling you earlier that God has had me in a place that I'm considering of moving my, my, my denomination from Baptist to churches to United Churches of Christ, which is a, a white church here in Fort Lauderdale. That's what I've been praying toward because I, 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 I have to go where I can, I can be me comfortably. You know, it's very important you say that because another article came up. This is actually dealing with churches leaving denomination, breaking their own rules. What they actually found was that churches are creating their own mini denominations. And this one actually happened. Uh, roughly 450 members of the University of Reformed Church, URC, in East Lansing, Michigan, voted overwhelmingly to leave their denomination. One of the reasons the Reformed Church of America had wavering approach to same-sex marriage. Again, the topic of marriage. According to a pastor, Kevin DeYoung, the congregation has wrestled for three years with the decision to leave the RCA. The RCA has been debating sexual ethics for much longer. Since the late 1970s, the nomination had been affirming the marriage between a man and a woman. In 2005, the General Snook took a action against a pastor who performed a wedding ceremony for his daughter and her partner, disposing him as professor of theology and suspending him as a minister of word and sacrament. Now, what they actually are finding is now that within the white churches in particular, they're definitely a little bit, I hate to say it, but a little bit progressive. More, they are. A lot more yeah. progressive than the black they churches. Are. And I, I just don't want, I just don't have to, I like to say it, but the reality is that I think that black people within the church are but they're quiet about it they're not vocal and, and, the, and i'm glad you said that i have a lot of people who be in my inbox Eric, i'm proud of you keep doing what you're doing but yet when trouble comes and you're there when the trouble comes you're silent yes you're silent yes you you you're 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 you're, you're silent so that's why you you have to you have to be grounded for yourself and it's sad to say that black churches are just have not gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. Where they get, and it's so funny. Dr. King, the late Dr. Martin Luther King, in 1965, there was a he was talking. No, I'm sorry, it was 1964 because in 1963 there was the March on Washington and the organizer of the March on Washington. Because let's be frank and real, Dr. Martin Luther King did not organize the March on Washington. It was a black gay man. Which is who? I can't think of that man's name. Oh, wait a I minute. Do, I, I know. Wait a minute. Now. I know. What is his name? It's, it's, it's a, a... Look Mr. it up. You got the internet on. <laughs> but anyway, uh, in 1964... Uh, uh, Banyard 19... Ruskin. Banyard Ruskin. Banyard Ruskin. And Dr. King in 1964, he expressed his views on homosexuality. And he was welcoming of it because he was like, how can we keep... That's... Uh, keep them... Their people down. That, that people down. And... How are we supposed to be lifting up 
you know, love, and we're bashing them. Well, see, now, now one particular, because apparently he, there's been several documentaries, uh, as well as also books, I think, uh, when it came down to this particular person, Benya Reskin, and he himself said Martin Luther King didn't really care if he was gay. He did. He, he Martin did. Luther King didn't care. And Coretta Scott King, after after he died in in nineteen, I think it was in the nineties. She spoke at a pride. She spoke at a couple of pride events. Yes, she did. She I spoke, did not know that. Yes, yeah. honey, sister Coretta Scott, first lady King, honey, came to. Now, I ain't gonna say sizzle, but she. <laughs> I don't want her to come. I didn't want her to come to sizzle, honey. If she would have came to sizzle. <laughs> Sipping tea. Uh, but the thing about it is that, I mean, honestly, I think that to me speaks volumes. But the biggest thing was the fact that apparently his congregation, the members around Martin Luther King, were basically saying, one, there's several reasons. One, he was a communist. Well, correction. One, he was gay. Two, he was a communist. Three, he was married to, not married, but he was in, in a relationship with a white man. Those are the top three reasons, apparently, why they were kind of shunning him. Now, mind you, uh, the amount of things that he did for the civil rights movement. And you don't hear his name. You don't hear his name. You don't hear his name. Why? Because he's gay. So that's why me, me personally, I, 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 you're going to remember, Eric. You, 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 no, no, no. You're going to remember not because, because that was a different time period. And he, I'm vocal. I'm vocal. I, I am vocal. I'm just a vocal person. Really? Really? I did not know. Y'all that. didn't know I was vocal. <laughs> I I get a lot that I'm quiet. Yeah, I'm very soft spoken. That's from deaf why. people. <laughs> <laughs> I but and but, even they're like, is he still? <laughs> are you trying to come from me? But yes, I mean, it's just one of those things that. I now, not only that, but I really, one of the things I actually want the next project I really want to take on for Brothers Speed Podcast is really kind of come up with almost like a big collage of all of those who really helped in terms of civil rights, making the laws change and everything, not just for black, but also for women, LGBT, mm-hmm. and everyone else. So I, there's a lot of big, but we really don't give them much of the attention, mainly mm-hmm. because of the fact that they're gay. And mind you, a lot of gay members, usually other family, when it comes to times of hard times, who usually is able to kick in at the time when they need them? Gay people. and yeah. But yet, even the, gay fa- even the families don't really give them as much as attention and credit. And mm-hmm. uh, my question when it comes to that, now, the, it actually, I think in the day's times, it may be changing. Uh, previous times, it was one of those things like, let's be real, if mama's going to be taking care of somebody and everybody else was married with kids and then you got the gay one, who do you think the mama going to end up with? The gay one. The gay one. <laughs> it's usually sometimes because the gay one's always the closest to mom. That's true. So mom too. may feel like, okay, well, I feel more cared for from the son who is gay. My mama already know. <laughs> I love no, you huh? dearly, honey. I'm going to put you in a nice retirement. Home. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say something completely different. I'm going to put you. In, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to put you in Shady Pines. Not Citrus Village. I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to put my mother in. The, I, I am not there. I. I. I will come and see you three times a day. Make sure you take, honey. Honey, uh, the only way I would do that, I would have to have a, a in a twenty four hour nurse in my house. And that's expensive. <laughs> well, I, mama, mama already professed to me that her baby gonna be making money. So, oh, right. money is not an object when it comes to mommy and grandma. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> end, of, end of that. All right. So, <laughs> so really, when it comes, so you definitely agree that church is really more you a lot of not saying that there's not progressive churches. Not saying that yeah, not there's not there's too. plenty of progressive churches um, out there. And um, uh, what is his name, Reverend? I, uh, a B C D. He's a black Baptist pastor in Houston, Reverend Haynes Hines. I can't think, but he's welcoming because actually, when they did the law on same sex marriage, um, he spoke on it. He spoke Ooh, on it, wow. and 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 then um, and then I'm not saying that he's affirming, but Reverend Dr. E. Dewey Smith. There was a clip that. He, there was that sermon that was going all over Facebook where he was like, you know, the church, we, we're bashing homosexuals, but yet they're in the choir. 
they they're leading. Your oh, own. that one. Yes. No. So, but let me put it out there. He is not affirming that message. Was not an affirming message when Reverend Doctor E. Dewey Smith preached that sermon in its entirety. He wasn't condoning homosexuality. He was just saying two rights don't make a wrong. You cannot preach against it, but yet your minister music is gay. That is what he was saying. Okay. So a lot okay. of people. A lot of people thought that Reverend E. Dewey Smith was was for homosexuals, and I know that for for a fact. He's not condoning the lifestyle, but he was he was preaching and saying that if you're going to preach that, you don't need them in the church. You don't need them to serve. But how can you preach against them but have them serve? See, that's what I want to find out, and that's my problem. See, when, when it comes to the number of yeah. gay artists. Directors, musical directors, all these other people. James Cleveland. I mean, so James Cleveland is one. Andre Crouch. Who? Who? I didn't. Okay. Donnie McClurkin. Well, uh, he's reformed. He used to be. Honey, there's no such thing. Oh, my goodness. There is no such thing. Why are you saying that? Okay, why why do you say that? Tell me why. You remember the example that I gave you earlier about if I touched you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, you got. Now. Like, like Bobby Jones, I, Bobby Jones clearly to me is suspect. Mother Jones suspect. is not gay. Well, no, well correction. Well, cor- <laughs> uh, well, not even suspect. He is, I think. Yeah. But he's never been yeah, out. But there has been cases against him for those who actually. Used to he just wore too much makeup. He ain't gay. Reverend, Dr. Bobby Jones is not gay. He just wore too much makeup. Somebody, and that's my story, and I'm yeah, sticking to it. The, um, the male, a male person years ago actually said he used to work, and he received advances from Bobby Jones, and therefore they took him to court because of that. I'm not sure what happened years later, but that definitely did happen. Now, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that. Tony, uh, Tony. Tony, and he's oh, and that's the reason why. And this is the church hurt. Church hurt is the worst hurt. Tony, give you an example. Yeah. Tony came out with a song. Lord, make me up. Everybody loved that song, but as soon as he came out of the closet, they shunt him away. And where he, where he not? He's singing about he the baddest bitch. Excuse me. He, he had to, Tony he does not name. sing gospel anymore. He changed his name. He changed his name to a B, B Rashad, B, B something. Are you serious? Yes. So, see, okay, so... And I was there. I was to that point. I was to the point that I was about to give up from the church because I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take being said that I'm, I'm this and I'm that, but yet you use me. You use me. You use me when you I, you took I took your church to the to the state convention, national convention, to the regional conventions, and and I made you look good. We made you look real good, and they were like, "Oh, you got a bad choir." Yeah, that, but 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 internally, yeah. and I was about to give up on the church. But then God came to me. He came to me. He said, "It's not men that you serve." True. I'm not looking, and that I had to come to the mindset. I'm not looking. For validation from man, but my validation comes from God because at the end of the day, I'm trying to see Jesus. True. True. At the end of the day, I'm trying to see Jesus for myself, and I I cannot see Jesus for myself worrying about what other people think of me. That's why I really don't care when pastors preach about homosexuality because when they preach about it, people be looking at me, and I be like, "Amen, preach," because <laughs> I'm to the point in my life I know the truth. I know the truth, and let's just be real. They say Jesus preached against homosexuality. Homosexuality is a Greek Latin Latin word that was derived in the 13th century. So how can God, Jesus, preach about a word that didn't come around until the 1300s? See, now, I th- the thing about it is I think a lot of information... And also, uh, ho- hold on. Yes. Warren, yes, I'm saying pastors have double standards. Okay. No, okay. Now, the thing about it is um, what, we're, what we're, at least I'm observing, especially when we did a topic pertaining to gay marriage. We didn't know. Wow. Really? Wow. <laughs> Hello. Edridge, I think, is looking for his whistle and it's our little bell. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> anyway, um, but one of the things that we've also observed when it came out to doing the marriage uh, topic last week, we did part one and part two for those who didn't uh, listen to Brother Speed Podcast, Gay Marriage. But the thing about it is we actually found that a couple of couples, is usually there's one that's not as religious as the other one. And what we found, maybe they're more spiritual, to where the other one is more religious. And mm-hmm. what we found that, what we've discovered, was that the relationship, number one, one was actually close to 15 years, the other one's close to 25 years, mm-hmm. being together. And we found that there was a balance. Like now, so, like me. 
So okay, okay. So I want so the thing about it because I'm seeing now that you're changing uh, denominations here. You're changing. Do you think that more black gay men should also consider changing their denominations? I'm going to tell you this. Um, um, hey, my my baby just chimed in. My my partner. Hey, hey. <laughs> but um, um, I'm going to tell you this. Seek God for yourself. Seek God for yourself. Because when you seek God for yourself, He will give you. He will, he will lead you and guide you, and you cannot go wrong. As it comes to me leaving the Baptist church or considering leaving the Baptist church, it comes from times of meditation, um, talks with my partner. Uh, my partner is, like I told you, I just recently got saved, for real, for real. Like, had an encounter with Jesus. You know, all these times, you know, I thought I had God. And I don't have religion, but I have a relationship. And before... Before I had the encounter with God, I had religion. Religion oh, will send you to hell. Religion was that 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 good old doctrine. Tradition. Tradition. But it was not until I had an, a, 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 a rhema manifestation with God, where an, an encounter and experience with God, where I developed a relationship. And people need to understand: it's not religion that's going to send you to heaven. But yet hell, it is a relationship with God wants. And, and it, I had to get to the point where I had to call on God. That's how I built my relationship in the midnight hour, calling on him. Early in the morning, calling on him. And in my car, calling on him, asking, Lord, Lord, give me the desires of my heart. Give me the desires of my heart and lead me in, in the way that um, that you, you, you should have me um, to go. Um, I'm trying to read this comment. Um, okay, somebody said Leviticus 8.22, thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. Also, and that's an abomination. Also, sir, if you go a couple of verses down, it says an abomination to eat shellfish, but I bet it doesn't stop you or your church family from having fish fries and crab fest every year in November. So see, the thing about it is, I mean, so, so you say that's an abomination, which it, the Bible says, it, but it also says an abomination to eat shellfish. Also, it says it's an abomination to to wear mixed fabrics. But I bet you your choir is wearing polyester and cotton at the same time. So if you're going to give Bible scriptures that to 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 to, to sum up with that, give the whole thing, and that's the thing when preachers preach, they give a a little bit of it. And not the whole picture of what was really going on. So, so that's my thing. So, if you're gonna come for me, honey, come for me good. Come. So now, so basically, what I'm now be, and, and and think about it is you're going. The church has been coming after the gays for years. And the thing about it is, a lot of them really leave suppressed lives, and they're not necessarily coming out themselves because they themselves are not good. The reason why I say suppressed to me is because of the fact that they themselves have the pressure of family. They themselves have the pressure of religion. They, have, they themselves have the pressure of, especially black people, we don't want everybody to know about our business, so be quiet. It type of personality. Okay, stop. Stop. This is the thing that I hate in the black family. Not black church, but the black family. And that's why I dealt with so much, and, and I depressed for years, and I went to therapy. The black family motto is, what happened in this house... Stays in this house. What happens in this house stays in this that house. That is a license from the pits of hell. Sometimes you got to go outside the house to tell people what's going on inside the house. Because let me tell you what's going on inside the house. You got Uncle John is sleeping with your son and molesting him. You got Auntie Shirley touching your daughter. All of this is going on inside of your house. But you're telling people what happens in my house, stay in this house. So what happens? You have family members who kill the whole family. Go and shoot everybody. Go into public places and kill everybody because they're depressed. They're depressed. They're depressed, and they're they're holding on to bondage. So we need to get out this thing of we we're gonna keep it hush hush. Uh uh, honey. Now see, now I'm I'm kind of curious about throw this question at you because of the fact what I'm discovering is that a lot of the secrecy comes from the silent generation, grandparents. And I've noticed that when it comes out because silent generation, they grew up in different times. They grew up in the age of depression. Uh, they do at the times where they, their belief is you don't necessarily have to like your job, but you do it because you provide. So there, there's a certain respect that you still got to give to the silent generation. But the secrecy, the secrecy is what really kept that really was passed down from generation to generation to generation. And it really has not really done well. The common God made Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve. 
Really, that is so 1990s. I've heard worse from better. So if you're going to come for me and try to hurt me, come a little bit better, honey. Continue shooting. <laughs> in, in, in comments like that, the question is, are you really Christian within yourself when to you even throw that? Forth, like to throw that? Because is that Christian-like? Yeah, is that that's God-like? Not, it, it, it becomes, this is the thing, why, again, human beings were very hypocritical. And we're just, just a natural part, but yet we, we love to see other people, but not really see ourselves. To see ourselves is the very hardest thing to do. So when it comes to seeing ourselves as a family in the generation of passing that secrecy, passing that silence, what have you think that that silence or secrecy has really done for the black family? It has hurt the family. I mean, I, it, it, let's, and going back to James Cleveland, you know, everybody knows that he was gay. But and I was at GMWA last week um, in Birmingham, um, Gospel Music Workshop of America, which is James Cleveland's baby. He founded it um, 50 years ago um, in Detroit, and and even there is hush hush like, oh, you better not talk about James Cleveland. He was not gay. Shh. Mm. The man created a song that says, "Touch me, give it to me, and I share it." Well, I, well, some would interpret that to be... And also, he had a psalm that he said, John came in his room, Daniel came in his room, and, and, and he was having chills up in his body. He said all these people came in his room, but he never said a woman came in his room. Well, was now, some would argue, some would argue was the fact that maybe he's just simply quoting certain things within the Let's Bible. Let's be real. <laughs> I'm not trying to bash anyone. No, no. I'm not trying to bash... The truth is the truth. I love James Cleveland is by far the most anointed songwriter. Wrote over five hundred songs wow. in his day. I did not know that. Five hundred songs in his day. Oh, and, and and even after his death, repertoire is still being built, and his legacy lives on. But let's just be real. He he was gay a lot, and and, and not only him. I just found out. Um, um, what's the the man name? Um, I didn't know Luther Vandross was gay. You, you just know. found out. I did not know Luther was gay. Lord, you you've been somewhere. I didn't. I didn't know. You know Freddie Jackson did too. Is still a chair. Oh, you didn't. A chair. Even if there's no one sitting there. You, you just now finding out. He I did not know Luther was gay. You know Freddie Jackson gay. Who is Freddie Jackson? Oh Lord Jesus! Is that Mahalia Jackson's husband? You know what? <laughs> Don't even try it. If you know Luther, you gotta know Freddie. I didn't know Luther. Love is just a touch. Away, you know that song. <laughs> come on, come on now. Anyway, but but there's a lot of people who actually grew up in the church that may not necessarily sing Christian music, but they were also R and B singers that clearly, you know, they were, we're little gay. Little, yeah. We're gay. So, and a lot of us were, especially when a lot of somebody say he was sleeping with James Cleveland. I'm you done. Know. <laughs> I'm done. I am done. Wow. wow. <laughs> Go in your corner. Hold on. <laughs> I got on my James Cleveland shirt, by the way. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, that's the wrong end. That's not the shirt. There's nothing no, on the back it's end. something on the back. No, it's something small. Nobody can see oh. it. So anyway, but I guess so right now. So basically when it comes down to the black. Now, I, again, I still agree that it's generational. Do you see that there is some progression still within the black family, especially within religion? Do you see that? Do you see the progression, or is it too slow to truly recognize? Say that one more time. Do you see progression within the black families pertaining to yes, uh, yes. Uh, within religion, within their gay, with their beliefs about gay, uh, or is it a very slow progression? Or something it's slow. That- um, it's slow. Like I said, not every church, um, not every church bashes homosexuals. I know for one, Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Florida. I'm not Atlanta, Florida. Jesus, Atlanta, Georgia. The Oh, the church that Martin Luther King Jr. pastors, they are a welcoming church. You have a lot of churches that are a welcoming church. Um, I was at the 16th Street Baptist Church um, last week in Birmingham. That's the church where the four little girls were bombed, the, killed in the bombing yes. in 1963. Yes. Their members were telling me that they're very welcoming of all people because they, they said this, who are we to judge? Because I think we, we as Christians forget that judging is a sin. You know, yes. But the thing is, when when does the line, you know, cross? You know, it's a, you know, it, when does that line draw? You know, you know, draw. Um, but but it, it's slowly but surely. Um, my spiritual mom is on here now, and she's one, and sh- she's one to 
Um, she's a pastor. She's a pastor in, in, in the AME church up in North Florida. But um, very welcoming. So you have churches and you have pastors. And you have pastors who are welcoming and, and very progressive. But the problem is their church. They, they are very, they cannot be vocal because of the church. You have pastors who, who are saying, I'm with you. But because of my church, they can't. They can't. And I understand that. Because that's a livelihood, honey. You know, that's a livelihood. Right, right. I mean, so right now, I guess, as we as we kind of look a little bit more into the family in terms of progression, there still is progression, but definitely, the, apparently, and my, my conclusion is that the progression is mainly stemming from the fact that people are leaving denominations, that is causing for membership to come down in uh, some churches, possibly. That means money coming down, tithes mm-hmm. coming down. So when you affect the pockets, is that the only reason why gay, uh, not even gay church, I'm sorry, the only reason why churches are changing their position because of the affecting the pockets? Is that would be the only reason? And that, that, that's, your that, that, that is sad to say that, you know, that's like I said, you know, with, with, home, with gays, we're in the church and we're active in the church and we pay. We pay. And that will be a consideration with pastors. When they see the decline in offering, they'll be like, you know, we need to jump on this. But it's not. But the Bible says, you know, it talks about giving grudgingly and doing things grudgingly. So if you do it grudgingly and don't really mean it, you you might as well not do it at all. I'm going to leave this with you. At the end of the day, Christ's mission was to save the lost. His mission was to save the lost. He said, he said, they're going to kill me. He said, they're going to hang me upon a cross. They're going to kill me. But he said, but if I be lifted up, he said, if I be lifted up, I will not draw the, the liars, the thieves, the murderers, the homosexuals. But he said, if you just lift me up, I will draw all men unto me. So if you help me lift Jesus, if, if we as believers can just touch one another and just help lift Jesus up, we won't have time to worry about worry about who's sleeping with who. We won't have to worry about all these things. If we're doing the mission of Christ and the mission of Christ, and that's why I don't get with these Baptist churches. I can only speak about Baptist churches, these missionary Baptist churches. How can you be a missionary Baptist church and there's no mission going on in your church? So therefore, you are not missionary, but you're stationary. And therefore, missionary should be taken off your marquee. But we should be uplifting Christ. Because that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be missionaries for Christ and telling people that there is a God. There is a God who sits high and who looks low. And, be, and, and in spite of what you've done, in spite of your, the, your catastrophic proclivities that you're going through, that there is a God that he loved you in spite of. And, 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 and this is how much he loved you. He died on a cross for you. I'm getting happy. I'm trying to contain myself. But the thing of the matter is that he, in spite of what I've done, and I did some mess in my day. I have lied. I have lied. I have cheated. I I have I have did everything known to man. But God loved me in spite of He says nothing that you can do can separate my love from you. Because he died for my sins. I believe that without a shadow of a doubt. And that's the gospel. And that is the mission as believers in Christ. We're supposed to spread the gospel. We're supposed to tell somebody that there is a God that will love that loves you. No matter what color you are, no matter who who you who, what, gay, straight, black, white, no matter I, he loves us because why? He made me. He made me in his image, and God made me just like him. So just because I may sin differently than you does not make me any less of a Christian than you. Does not make me a less of a person than you because the Bible says, "Let everything that have breath." <laughs> he said, let everything that have breath, praise the Lord. He didn't say, let everything that have breath that was straight, praise the Lord. But he said, let everything that have breath, praise the Lord. So as long as I, Eric, can have breath in my body, as long as this gay man from Manatee County, Palmetto, Florida, outside of Palmetto, Florida, as long as I have breath in my body, I'm going to continue to be me. I'm going to continue to be unapologetically me. But on not only that, I'm going to continue to praise the Lord because the ministry and my works are is yet to come. And I still have to do what I have to do because at the end of the day, when I'm dead and gone, may the works that I have done speak for me and not who I slept with. 
One uh, last question. <laughs> and there's that, more to follow up. Uh, well, I mean, I mean that 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 honestly, we should just end it right there. That there no more. I was gonna, um, but you know what? I, I was gonna ask. One, only question I was gonna ask is the fact that when it comes to our personal friends, have we seen a difference in our personal friends in terms of them and religion? Oh, mine's gay. All yours are gay. What about yours, Ricky? They're half and half. Half and half. I mean, I do have some non-believers, but my th- my approach with them. I don't. I'm not that person that puts religion. I, this is how I my method of bringing people to Christ. The way I live. That's how I, I bring people to Christ. The way that I live, the way I talk, the way I walk. Because as a Christian, I shouldn't have to wear a shirt that says I'm a Christian. I shouldn't have to post Bible scriptures on my Facebook every day to, for somebody to know that I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. But when I walk around, somebody should say there's something different about you. This that makes me want to change what I'm doing, and that's that's what it's all about. You're live, and, and when you do that, your living is not in vain. So if anybody should ever write my life story, this is a James Cleveland number. James Cleveland said, <laughs> "If anybody should ever write my life story, whatever reason may be, don't put it in words of child. Just say Jesus is the best thing." Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me because he was there through each pain of lying and glory. For Jesus is the best thing. I'm getting happy. I'm trying to stop. Oh, I'm trying are. to stop. <laughs> so what are we going to do? If gonna, anyone. We are going to end on this note. We thank Eric so much for coming yeah. over to the Brother Speed Podcast you to speaking on this topic because we definitely understand that it's going to reach a lot of people yeah. who can definitely relate. And the whole point of us doing this is because of the fact, well, number one, we know that we're going to talk to a lot of people who really have a little bit mixed feelings within themselves, yeah. mixed feelings within going to the church mm-hmm. and establishment where they wish they reside, and their families. For those who are struggling with trying to find a church that is accepting to you, until you do that, this is what I want you to do. When the pastor is preaching, take the meat and throw away the bones. Take the meat and throw away the bones. Take the meat and throw away the bones. So until you find that church that's affirmed, because it's not that many churches that are affirmed. But until then, remember, you're going to church not for man, but you're going for God. Because at the end of the day, you got to stand before God for yourself. When I get before Jesus, I can't say I didn't go to church because they didn't welcome me. Because then again, he can reply to me, they didn't welcome me either. Jesus was a radical. And they was like, you're the son of who? No, no, they were still looking for the son of God to come. They didn't think he was the son of God. They rejected him. So if they rejected him, and he was the son of God. What what you think they're going to do with me? They're going to reject I'm there's going to be some that going to reject me, but then again, I'm not there for man. I'm I'm, I'm not there for man, but I'm I'm there for God. I'm there to serve. I am there. there's a I'm, I'm, I promise I'm done. The, the the song says a charge to keep I have and a God to glorify who gave his son my soul to save and fit it for the sky. But the last verse it says to serve this present age. That is my mission. My mission is to serve this present age because my calling, the calling that God has placed upon my life, my calling is to fulfill. My calling that God has, the calling that God has placed, I, I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled and fire by time. I'm saved. I, and I accept my calling that God has placed upon my life until the day I die. No matter if I get a piece of paper or not, I'm going to continue to spread the gospel. And there you have it. You know, I'm going to end up. Ricky, you had anything to say? Not after that. I mean, he said more than enough for everybody, but it was, it was neat. People needed to hear certain things. Yes, exactly. Because it's one of the biggest struggles that yes. we have in the, in the black uh, community when it comes to being black and gay is that you're wrong for what you do. Yes, and you're, and you're not. And you know, you know what also baffled me until someone, until someone really made it really clear. They say, Chris, do you realize that your soul is sexless? Yeah. Your soul is sexless. Yeah. So if you if you take it in that perspective that your soul is sexless, the only thing that you really have when you actually go to the hereafter is your soul. Is just your soul, and you wore your physical, yeah. which is your they which is a suit that you're taking suit. off. Mm-hmm. So your earthly suit will not even be really at the very end of the day, mm-hmm. pretty much within the lines of it's going to be all about your character. It's all about your character. And, and, and that's the thing. Yes, yes, Auntie Faye, we talked about this earlier. Um, but it's all about at the end of the day, I'm, you have to be comfortable with yourself. That's why I, I tell people, you know, who are struggling with this and you don't come to me. My, I'm always available. 
I'm always available because I know what you're going through. I know what you're going through, but I just don't want you to get it to the point that I got to because I was at the point of suicide. I was, I've been there where, you know, I was just ready to give up. I was ready to give up, but I had to come to the understanding that that would be selfish of me to do because God has so much in store for me. And I'm, I, I want to stop by and let somebody know, gay, straight, whatever you may be, it doesn't matter if you be gay, be you. Be comfortable in being you. And, and, and just know not to give up because God has something great. I hear greater. That's the word. I hear greater. Greater is in store for you, but you have to hold on. And you're going to endure some hard trials because Job endured hard trials. But you have to remember in the book of Job, God had a conversation with the devil mm -hmm. and God. There was a conversation between the God and the devil. And God asked the devil, what are you doing? And the devil replied to God, I'm looking for somebody that I can turn against you. And then God replied to the devil, well, have you considered my servant Job? So the next time that you go through these catastrophic proclivities, through these trials and tribulations, just remember, thank God that God considered me. For the test and trial. So you got to hang on in there in order in order to 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 see the the fullness of what God has in store for you. you can't give up now. And that's what I had to remember. I can't give up now because the best is yet to come. You know, I didn't go to church, but I went to church now. So yeah. <laughs> and hold on. Kim said Chris spoke the truth. Sexless soul. Yes. Hold on. This is Chris right here. Hi, everybody. <laughs> oh, and this is Ricky. Right. And this is me. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming yeah. by and talking to Brother Speak Podcast. It's going to be on every week. You can actually reach us on Brother Speak, uh, Brother Speak. Pod. Correction. I'm messing up my yeah, own website. BrotherSpeakPod.com. <laughs> as well as also, you can reach us at, at Brother Speak Pod on Twitter. So just letting everybody know, this will definitely be posted out uh, yeah. with not very long. It's not going to take much <laughs> editing to do. So it should be posted out by tomorrow, and everyone should be able to listen to it more than happy. Ah. So I thank everybody for being a part of that, as well as also the yeah. Facebook we, world. We, were, we, have, oh, we had over 400 viewers. No way. We had over 400 viewers. Wow. Holy so crap. Facebook, I, you know, we had mixed. But the thing is, everything was done. In, you know, I respect those who I respect those people opinions who don't think the same as me. Yeah. You're entitled to your opinion and I, I and you're entitled to that. And I don't have nothing, think nothing less and nothing more of you. That's your opinion, and I respect mm -hmm. that because not everybody thinks the same way. That's why you have so many interpretations of the Bible. True. That's why you have so many versions of the Bible because people's interpretations are different. That's why you have so many churches because people have their own interpretation of life. So for those who don't believe how I feel and believe, that's okay. I still love you as long as we respect each other. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. And on that note, we're signing off. Thank we're you. signing off. Yes. <laughs>